Thank you for joining us for live paranormal radio. From the paranormal to the unexplained, it all happens here. It all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in our live video chat 24-7 with our live paranormal radio show hosts and other like-minded people. Live. Paranormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by Full Interaction Media. Stop by now and join the fun. Stop by now and join the fun. It's Haunted Playground on the live Paranormal Radio Network and iHeartRadio.com. You can also find us at all of our affiliates, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podomatic, Blog Talk Radio, Player FM, iVox, the list goes on and on. I'm your host, Sheena Metal. I'm a psychic medium. I'm an interfaith minister. I'm a 28-year, almost a 29-year talk radio host in Los Angeles and beyond. I'm a creative and a performing artist, and I come to you live from my home in Southern California, uh, Every week at 3 o'clock Pacific Time, Haunted Playground is on Wednesdays. We're at hauntedplayground.com. This show is about everything that lives beyond the three dimensions. So whether you want to know, is there God? Where will I go when I die? Or you think there's a Loch Ness Monster in your above-ground swimming pool, it all belongs here at Haunted Playground. And every week on the show... I gather my friends, my tribe, the people that I believe to be the brightest and most beautiful and loveliest minds and hearts and souls in both the paranormal and the spiritual communities, and we talk about all things that go bump in the night. And my guests today are returning to the show. They need no introduction. They are the literally the coolest chicks in paranormal investigating, and I'm so honored to have spent uh, many investigations with them. They are the real deal, and I love their hearts, and I love their souls, and I love their minds, and I think that they're amazing at what they do. Please welcome back to the show the wonderful Mackie Albertson and Amanda Ray. How are you? The Spooky Boots. Hi, guys. Hi, I'm good. How are you? Hi. It's so good to have so you here. So great to hear your voices. So sorry you couldn't get those beautiful and talented guests but glad they canceled and that we could talk to you. <laughs> I just got plain old Mackie and Amanda because I, I couldn't get me up. You, you guys are the best. You guys radiate love and positivity in everything that you do. Like you make the darkest and most haunted, horrible location seem bright and cheery because you bring your light. <laughs> Yeah, I, just, I, just, I don't know about some of them. We could do. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking earlier, um, right before, because I was having a technical glitch getting us going today, and you were mentioning, I think, Amanda, that you guys have been having a lot of problems with that, getting your biweekly videos up. Um, it really is a thing, right, that when you step into the light, I always say when I teach, the more you step into the light, the more the darkness pays attention. And it really is true that when you're out there fighting for the light, sometimes you get a pushback, and sometimes that pushback is in the form of, you know, technical setbacks. It it happens, right? Um, yeah, it definitely does happen sometimes. And we've noticed, like, at some locations that we go to, when we go to upload the videos, they just 
refuse to upload or they'll just it looks like they're uploaded, but then you go onto the actual video on YouTube before making it public, and there's nothing there. It's really weird. So there's definitely some times where it seems like specific locations that might have been, like, darker stuff there. It doesn't seem to want us to upload it or show everyone, and it's just strange things have happened like that. It's so interesting yeah. because some places – it all reacts differently. There have been places that we've gone and we've filmed all night and we get home and there's nothing on our SD card. We've finished at locations and when we get back and we upload it to our laptop, the footage is there, but the sound is completely distorted and it almost sounds like white static. So it's so crazy that some of these places we investigate, our technology reacts so differently. Yeah, yeah. You know, you guys know that um, uh, one of my dearest friends is Andrea Perrin, who grew up in the Conjuring home. She's the oldest of the Perrin family daughters. And uh, there's this thing with us. She's done my shows, you know, dozens and dozens of times. We've done each other's shows. Whenever we start talking about her mother being targeted in that house, and it always comes in me starting to talk about how when I grew up in that very negative house I grew up in as a kid, my mother was the one who was targeted. And, one, and whenever we start having a discussion about anything that's happened to her mother in that house, um, nine times out of ten, this video, this, this audio or the video dies, and we have to start the show over again. Oh, and my gosh. And it always talking about the thing that targeted her mother, and then, boom, the technology goes down. Um, it's, you know, the first time you could say it was a coincidence, but by, like, the fifth time <laughs> – you start to realize that the spirits are out there in the ethers, right? They are a part of the ethers. Technology is part of the ethers, and at least the Internet is. And at all that energy, right? Energy meets energy, and energy can affect energy. And it's, uh, it's a lot sometimes when you're just trying to get, get a positivity out there. Yeah, it's crazy, but it makes sense because if they're on the same – basically, like, level as other electronics and technology, it makes sense that they'd be able to manipulate it super easily. And it's so so interesting to me that every time – oh, sorry. Every time you talk to Angela, um, it's so crazy that with the same person, you seem to have the same problems. It just, to me, makes me wonder if more so than just any spirit affecting technology and getting getting on those same wavelengths – I wonder if it's the same spirit from that conjuring house affecting her in the same way every time. Oh, I absolutely think that. I definitely think it's that energy. Yeah, it's, it's that energy. And I also think that there's a, a darkness because if you look at, um, like, even the Amityville house and the Lux family, right, they all were affected, but Kathy really took the brunt of it, and she was the one that developed a lot of the health problems afterwards. My mom also developed health problems afterwards. Um, I think there's something about the the light quotient of maternal energy that the darkness doesn't like. So when the darkness sees something maternal, it, it thinks of that as healing and, and, and uplifting, and for some reason it goes to attack it. And, um, you know, Andrea and I have had these discussions a lot um, in the different things in, that we've done working together of, about how, um, you know, women in the paranormal – kind of sometimes really get it 
and uh, that the moms in the households are often the ones that get the worst of the haunting. My friend, Reverend Bill Bean, um, he grew up in a house with a demonic in it, and his mother pretty much, it pretty much killed her over time. I mean, the health problems and the draining and energetic draining of your energy system and your chi. And so, yeah, there's a lot to be said for, um, for how you have to build yourself up and for, and for what it's like to be targeted. I mean, have, have either of you ever um, been in a location where you were targeted afterwards? Like something, I don't want to say followed you home, but you certainly got on its radar. Well, uh, I mean, uh, just to leave, just, oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, there's, there's, there's so many places that I can think of that not even just when Mackie and I were there that we felt we were targeted. The one that comes to mind, I'm sure Mackie's the same one that you thought of, um, Bay Theater. We've been there, I mean, probably four or five times. And every time, either Mackie or I have felt like we were being attacked by something and leaving after, as much as we do cleansing and we try and protect ourselves, sometimes you just feel like something sticks. Mm. Yeah, it's been really weird. Like, we just, every time we go, it seems like it goes back and forth on which one of us it targets. So it was me, then Amanda, then me, then this last time was Amanda. We saw it, but then... The next day, I got really bad stomach pain, and we're like, is that a coincidence? Who knows? We also notice yeah. that sometimes, even before we go to these locations, we'll have spirits come and interact with us either through equipment or, I mean, you know, because you see them as well with just your naked eye, I physically see them. And so there are times even before we show up to these locations that these spirits come to us and stick around until we go to where they are. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I think that's very true. Well, and an example, right, and you know I'm going to bring it up. When we went to investigate at my old high school, uh, at Huntington Beach High School, it was kind of yeah. a traumatic thing for It then turned into all of this healing and closure because I realized when we saw the dark figure sitting in the auditorium, I realized at that moment how much of my anxiety in that building that I felt in high school wasn't just I was a teenager or I had stage fright, but it was actually the feeling of anxiety that you get when there are dark presences around you. And it made so much sense for this whole four years of my life that didn't make any sense. And interestingly enough, it prompted me to start this thing I'm doing now with um, people from my theater department. We are getting together every month for lunch, and people are driving in from everywhere, and we're getting together here in Huntington Beach because that's where we all grew up. And um, I've been sharing this with all of them, and so many of them have been like, you know what? I never thought about that, but there definitely was a thing about being in that auditorium. We all knew it was haunted. We all laughed about it. People, people believed it to varying extents. But there was underlying that, there was that feeling of anxiety. And I think it's so important that we talk about that, and I love that the two of you do. It's not just about being scared when spirits are around. Sometimes spirits literally make you feel not right in your body. And it's, it's good to know that that's what it is and acknowledge it so you don't think it's something else, right? Yeah, and a lot of times, like, well, not a lot of times, but there's been some times where we've gone places and it's been – 
like darker stuff like that and I'll start I'll start to feel like anxiety or like a panic attack but the second I like step out or leave it completely goes away so it's just crazy how much it can affect you yeah yeah and it, it's interesting and it's an interesting thing is uh, like the Newland house right we've been in the Newland house a lot yeah. that place you know creepier than hell I mean there's so much dark stuff there <laughs> And I've, I'm blown away by how many photos people have sent me of things standing right behind me when I was there with you. But that's oh my gosh! For, yeah, right. Have you seen those photos of that big dark thing standing behind me? I don't think I have. But like even in our oh. first video there before, like before you were in any of the videos, there was something like standing in the back room behind us. Are you there? Did I lose you? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I heard behind Hello. us, and then you stopped. Oh, uh, yeah, I just said there was there was something in the back room behind us while we were sitting at the table doing a spirit box, I think, and it literally looked like the outline of a person. Yes, a big person, like a very big person. Um, yeah, but like I haven't seen the ones... I haven't seen the ones of you, so I need to see those. Yeah, it's it's in the hallway behind me, and I could feel it there. But, you know, it's one thing to feel it, Mackie, right? And it's another thing to actually see yeah. it with your eyes. That's when you kind of yeah. have that moment. But the thing about Newland is, and um, I'm doing a big event there in the summer, um, the thing about Newland is no matter how awful they get, they don't mess with me energetically, and I think it's because, you know, my best friend, who's like my sister, is the steward of that place, and her mother was for decades before her. So it's it's kind of like a place that, that sort of is taken care of by my family, so they don't mess in the same way. And it's interesting how sometimes even the nastiest of spirits know where their bread is buttered, and they know when to mess with people and when not to. But Yeah, um, totally. I mean, there was, you know, so, most of the house felt uh, pretty good, but I remember when we turned the lights off and changed, and then, what was it, a doll room? That is just messed up. We, oh, like, wouldn't even go in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and people still text me about the, about those videos, and that's a little thing that was running around the table that night. I mean, that was, oh, yeah, yeah, that was, and it was setting your thing off. It, it was nuts. <laughs> yeah. It's, so, uh, the new house is, the Newland House is so active. Every time we go, we are never disappointed. And especially when we're all three there, I think you're right. Something yeah. about you energetically, um, it's so welcoming. And the house it, the house almost knows you, you know? And I feel the more that yeah. Mackie and I go back, we're starting to feel the same way. The very first time we came, I had never done this to any of the locations. And Mackie and I had been filming for about a year together, yeah. to tons and tons of places. But before we showed up, um, I felt that Mrs. Newland wanted us to bring her something, which is the polite thing to do when you go and visit someone's house. And so for the first Absolutely. time ever, we went and we picked up, um, I think we got toffee, like some old it, Yeah, it was like uh, buttered peanut something toffee. Yeah, like uh, nice. butter or butter pecan it was something very yeah. uh, something my grandma would love you know and I thought about that when right. I got it for her and we brought it to the home and some spirits 
energetically just respond to you differently. And I think when they know who you are, they're more welcoming. When you bring a gift and you approach them as this is your home and I'm a guest in your home, thank you for allowing me to visit and talk to you and interact with you here tonight, you get completely different responses than if you had just kind of barged into their home and demanded them to set things off or demanded a conversation. I agree 100%. And I, I interviewed so many people in the paranormal community and in the psychic community, and we have this discussion over and over again. To go into a place that was somebody's home or somebody's workplace or somebody's resting place and start screaming, like, are you here? I'm going to kick your ass. I mean, it just it sets the tone right there. You're going to attract the aggressive ghosts, and the nice ghosts are going to run away. And what you're going to get is the ones that want to fight. And then you wonder yeah. why your face gets scratched or you go home and you have diarrhea for six months. It's because you brought out the darkness by trying to start a fight in the same way that it would happen with um, with people, right? I mean, if you went into a crowd and got really aggressive, most people would run away and aggressive people would come at you. So Yeah, um, Mackie and we, I say that all the time, that these people were, like, they were people. They were living at one point, and just like the majority of us here, we're not assholes. You still come across the ones that are. And it, it nothing changes when you cross over right. and when you pass on. You are the same person. Right. And you're but at your core, you're who you were. And so I think that's so true. Yes, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I agree 100%. And I always think about this. And first of all, what you said just reminded me that we're overdue for the three of us to get together at the Newland house. We need to make that plan. Um, remember? <laughs> yeah, it's just a we were, place. And we were out on the patio, and that guy was riding by oh. on the skateboard, and he was, like, possessed? Oh, my God, yes. yes. Some... And he said he was going to burn down the house with us in it or something? Yeah. He said, if you're here when I get back, I'm going to kill you all. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> I was more afraid of him than the spirit. Oh, for sure. But no, but that happens sometimes, right? When you're in these locations that have a history of darkness and dark spirits, sometimes it, they will attract and talk to maybe folks that are a little mentally or emotionally compromised and almost sort of, I don't want to say possess them, but certainly attach to them, right? Yeah. Yeah. We have an experience no, no. with that recently. We were at the base theater, which is, like, the spirits there have always just been dark. And the lady, Nikki, who owns the place, was telling me before we went there that for the past, like, month or so, there's a homeless lady that had been outside. And every time she saw Nikki, and she'd only do this to Nikki, she'd start yelling at her and get really aggressive. And she even started saying that the Bay Theater was cursed and they were never going to open it. And she's like, why? Like, how does this lady even know, like, she doesn't know that it's haunted or anything, so why is she saying it's cursed? And she was, Nikki said she was just completely just didn't seem mentally, like, she seemed like something was off with her. Yeah, I think that's true. And when that little guy was riding by, that's completely, I was on the Queen Mary one night with Andrea and Chip Coffee, and I know you guys just went there. And uh, yeah. they were both speaking at a conference that was there that um, um, uh, uh, Adam and Amy from Kindred Spirits were putting on. 
and we're we're at nighttime. We're out on the on the promenade deck at night, watching the fog roll in. And all of a sudden, this guy walks up, and he has this like he's dressed like the Unabomber, right, with the black hoodie pulled over his face, the black sweat, and he has this dog that I swear looks like a hellhound. It was like the biggest Dover, it was the <laughs> biggest Rottweiler I've ever seen in my life. And he comes walking right up to Chip, and he says. Um, uh, do you believe in demons? Do you have you ever been somewhere and done demonic activity? Have you ever done a demonic seance? And and I was like, hey, so what what brings you on the ship? Like I'm trying to talk him up and calm him down, and he's all, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm here for a wedding. He's like, I'm just I just came out of a wedding, and I'm like, really in in black sweats and a hoodie with a giant dog, and I'm like, do, do they allow um, dogs on the Queen Mary? He's like, oh yeah, I'm not even sure that was a real dog. I think that I don't even know that he was a real person because he had no face. And when he finished being scary and we all very carefully moved away, Chip walked by me and said, am I wrong or did, did he have no face? And I'm like, no, oh. he had no face. Underneath the hood, there was just nothing. I can share this with you. Oh, my gosh. Mackie and I had such a similar experience. I cannot believe you even just said that this man under his cloak had no face it makes me um oh my gosh that one threw me Mackie and I went to the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles okay. oh, I, yeah, I don't know, you know just how dark the history is surrounding that place before it oh, closed down it's awesome. the city yeah they named it um murder hotel and yeah. so many people passed away there so Mackie and I of course were dying to get in and when we finally did, uh, there was one night we were there, this man came up, and he, I remember him speaking to us. But when I looked at him and he smiled, I saw that his teeth were all filed into a point, every single one of them. And the look behind his eyes was almost inhuman. Like, not mm. as if somebody who was lost or somebody who had gotten into the wrong things and was making bad choices, there was something deep down genuinely wrong with this soul. And when I saw him and I saw his face, I froze. I was more scared than I had ever been in my life. And I think that's saying something considering the demonic house I grew up in. But he walked in and Rocky saw, I think she could see I was terrified and I was white as a ghost. And she said, what's wrong? He's walking. He walked into the building like right ahead of us. He was standing right in front of us, and he turned around and said, "Are you guys going in there?" So I stared at his face also as he said that to us. And so I, saw, I, I was so scared I couldn't even answer. And Mackie was unfazed. And when he finally left, and she looked at me and she was like, "What's wrong with you?" I yeah. was like, "What's wrong with me? What was wrong with him?" And I told her what I had seen, and she assured me that not the case that his his teeth were not filed into points and that he didn't look like this but i can't tell you enough how positive i was that this man was something was deep down wrong with him and i wonder that if because yeah. my gifts i happened to see it and back he didn't to her it looks normal but the fact that all of you guys saw this man and experienced him in the same way that Mackie and i both saw him physically but you didn't mm-hmm. see the face just like me being a sensitive, I saw something so crazy. 
But the difference yeah. is, we yep. also saw him. We were with him, like we saw him in the hotel again later that night, and Amanda's like, he looks normal now. Like we saw him again, the same guy, and he looked normal. Well, but don't you think, like I said, like our little guy on the skateboard at the Newland, right? Um, sometimes yes. folks that are mentally or emotionally compromised can be taken over by powerful, dangerous spirits, sometimes for like five minutes and sometimes for their whole life. But you'll see yeah. that there's this weird behavioral, look, I grew up in Huntington. I know what the Huntington homeless look like. I mean, Mackie, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a different energy to this dude. It was not crystal meth. I mean, maybe it was, but it was crystal meth plus. It was not just <laughs> I'm mentally sound. There was a like a darkness coming out of him, and it seemed like it was so temporary. Like you could see the little thing hanging on to the back of him. And yeah, um, and it was. And probably, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. So I said probably an hour later it was gone. Like it was just there to scare us. Yeah, and it seemed like. He came out of nowhere and, like, made a beeline for us at the Newland house. So it was like he somehow knew we were already, like, out there. He went straight for us. Yeah, exactly. He knew we were there. Like, the spirit sent him right over to mess with us. And and that happens, and that's why you have to be so careful. And I tell people all the time this. I know me and my white light protection prayers. But I tell people all the time, you have to be careful because if you're not a seasoned investigator like the three of us are and you go into a really scary haunted place and there are little things that would love to come home with you and see what it's all about there and even if they don't affect you they might affect your kids or your animals or more innocents that are in your house right and you don't you don't want to it's so much easier just to protect yourself as you go in and before you leave so I mean I saw this woman I was at Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Louisville and this woman went in there. She had never investigated before. And she was like, oh, I, I don't know if this is even true. I'm not even sure I believe this. And she was all cocky, right? 20 minutes later, because have you guys been to Waverly? No. We haven't. <clears throat> okay, so you have to kind of walk through this tunnel. There's like an, uh, you have to walk through this tunnel. Uh, it's not the death tunnel, but it's another tunnel to get into the hospital from where you actually go in where the gift shop is and they check you in. So she goes in that tunnel. And I was outside because I was talking to the lady that owned the place. And she goes in there all cocky, right? She's going to go kick the ghost butt. 20 minutes later, she comes running out of there, white as a ghost, hyperventilating. She thinks she's having a heart attack. She's like in hysterical tears. And five people to calm her down. And it's like, well, you know what I mean? You can't just go in there unprotected into a place that's that spiritually latent and think nothing's going to happen. You have to be careful. You're so 100% right. And I think that people who aren't seasoned investigators like you or people who, who haven't it, who haven't researched it like Mackie and I have, they go in almost with this sense of entitlement. And I don't know if it's because they're living and they think these other things either are non-existent yeah. or because they're exactly. not living, they're not as strong as we are, and that is a bad mistake to make. Um, have you heard of, I'm sure you have, Suicide Bridge in Pasadena? Oh, sure, yeah. Um, so, Mackie and I, that was one of our first uh, known locations that we went to, and we had been once before, but this time when we went, I actually 
actually took my older brother's friend was with us, a few other people too, and he had that same attitude as that girl you're describing at Waverly, that the big head, and not, not in a rude way, but just in an overly confident way. And about 30 right. minutes, 45 minutes into the video, that boy who was years older than Mackie and I, bigger than Mackie and I, you know, <laughs> he, he was there to protect us from anyone living that might be there, anything bad that might happen. He was in the car laying down hyperventilating. Yeah. <laughs> like full on panic right? attack for hours. Yeah. The, yeah. The spirits just affected him differently, and it was almost as if he was targeted because of the way he went into it. We were all five there. We were all we were all equal and the same, except in the attitudes we had towards the entities there. Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, yes. Well, like when we went to my high school, right? I will tell you 100%. I did not ground enough to go there because I thought I was going back to my old high school. And I did not realize uh, that, one, that it's gotten a lot darker than when I was there. I mean, you know, uh, however many years, 40 years later, it's almost, it's gotten a lot darker. And also, um, I am more open now. I live a lot more open with the channel open all the time because that's how I work with clients all day long. So I did not protect enough because I thought I didn't need it. And it not only... um, kind of almost paralyzed me there, but then something followed me home and broke my necklace. So, I mean, I told, I told you guys this when we did the Halloween live, but I'm going to tell the story really quick because I have you guys here. So we, we saw the thing, right, sitting in the audience. We talked about that, the big black thing up in the balcony. And then yeah, I, I was really stunned and I felt so weird. And I called my best friend who I went to high school with, and we were on the phone. I'm like, I don't know. It just felt so weird. It just felt so wrong. Something was just so wrong. And I didn't know what was wrong. And it never occurred to me that I was bringing something home. Because, you know, I'm the person who tells you to do the white light protection prayers. So I, I didn't do it myself. So I get home. And I, and I go to bed because I'm exhausted. And I don't usually go to bed early. But I did. And I wake up in the middle of the night. And there's that thing from the, from the investigation. And it's standing over my bed. And it, it reached out and it grabbed the necklace that I wear with all the charms for protection over my solar plexus chakra. And it grabbed my necklace and it knocked the chain off on the ground. I knocked the charm off on the ground. So I wake up, like, all freaked out with that feeling that you get, you know, in your tailbone when you're really terrified, like your legs actually hurt. Yeah. And I, I just kind of myself, breathed, went back to sleep. So I wake up in the morning, and I throw my legs over the bed to go to the bathroom, and I look down, and I'm like, what's on the floor? And there is my charm, my Irish Tricatra charm, laying on the carpet. So I picked up the charm, so sacred about this necklace, and I took it to the jeweler that I go to to repair things, and he looks at it, and he says to me, and I've been going to him since I was, you know, a kid in junior high, and he says to me, "Did did somebody rip this off the chain? And I said, why? And he's like, well, look at the clasp here and look at it. See how it's like that? It's like somebody reached over and ripped it off the clasp. And the clasp was so damaged I had to get rid of it and get a different clasp. It was toast. So I was like, you know, yeah, oh. And it taught me a really important lesson that because I'm not out investigating all week long like you guys are. I only do like special event stuff because I'm so busy doing teaching and meeting with, working with clients that especially if it's a familiar place. Sometimes if you're going to a familiar place, you need to, like, 
double protect yourself because there is a certain vulnerability in being in a place that is familiar to you, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I think when, when the spirits recognize you, like the Newland house for you, they're almost more comfortable yeah. and they'll talk to you more and you'll experience more because they have that comfort and familiarity. But in the same sense and on the opposite spectrum, it also almost gives them a power over you because they know what you're afraid of. They know how to push Mm -hmm. your buttons and they know you. So it almost is a double edged sword. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that that spirit in the, in the, in the high school knew me when I was 14 years old, you know? So it's, it's, that's a lot, (laughs) that's a lot more vulnerable me than me now. And um, it's, you know, sometimes you have to be careful about it. It's why it's so hard, uh, right, both of you, it's so hard to live in a haunted place because home is supposed to be where you let your guard down and you don't have to protect yourself. But yeah, and it can, it can be so damaging when – Yeah. Oh, it, it can be so damaging, too, when that safe space, your home, is infiltrated with – demonic or negative entities. I I know Matthew and I and you, we can all speak from experience growing up around these, this other world and your universe being so intertwined with it. It's a good thing as you get older, because I think it makes you more open and more understanding. But as a child, you don't know how to protect yourself and it can be really harmful. Yes. Yeah, I I agree a hundred percent. Totally agree. Yeah, and I, and I think it it changes you. You know, Andrea and I talk about this all the time. I'm about to start a new um a new a new video podcast um for a network um this summer sometime, uh, which is just about that. It's it's called Confessions of a Paranormal Survivor, and I'm basically going to be interviewing other people that grew up in haunted houses because it it does change you, and there's no like. You know, if you say, like, oh, I have trauma from being attacked or, um, you know, being mentally abused as a kid or uh, from being in the military, like, everybody's like, oh, I understand. But if you say, look, I have PTSD because there was a ghost in my house, people are like, what? (laughs) But it's another kind of trauma, right? When there is a spirit in your house, especially when you're little, but also when you're an adult, and you can't get away from it, and it's doing things to your family, it is a kind of trauma. And um, all trauma is um, needs to be worked through. And um, I don't know, maybe someday I'll start a paranormal group therapy for paranormal survivors. Right? You guys can come and help me. Um, because people don't believe I told you, you right? People are like, oh. There was a ghost in your house, blah, blah, blah. Like, nobody really gets it, how scary it is, right? And I know, Mackie, the place you're in now, right, is it's got some problems. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. I've always lived in the same house, and it's, it was definitely worse, like, more scary before. But over the past few years, I've learned to not be scared of it at all. But there's definitely times where it just feels like a weird, heavy energy out of nowhere, so it's, mm. it's, yeah, I'm not as scared anymore, but before there were some times where I was just terrified to, like, even go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. And Amanda, how about you? Is your family still in that house? Actually, we moved out when I was 12 because of it, 12 or 13. So 
thankfully, my family, um, we, we were beyond blessed to have the means and my parents to support me enough to start scrounging and sell our house. And we actually left the, the town that the house was in. And it was at that moment that that negative entity, which had followed me, for, for those listening who don't know, from the time before I could speak, I was drawing this thing. And when I finally was able yeah. to talk and describe what I was seeing, we immediately started having anybody, any paranormal expert. I mean, we went through the church. We had priests and um, pastors, and we had home exorcisms done, blessings. I was anointed with oil. We had tried so many times to cleanse this house. And for me, I mean, all of that was traumatizing, and all of what I was experiencing just to need to have that done was I was petrified constantly. So when we finally left, I can't tell you the relief that I had knowing that I could sleep and I could go places and not be tormented by this demonic thing. But even even still, it took me from the time I was 12 to the time I was 17 or 18 to be able to talk about it. It is beyond damaging and traumatizing, especially if you don't have a support system in it. So, I mean, you were amazing that you had your mom who understood what you were going through. And yeah. And was honest that she was going through it too. Um, yeah. Uh, do you still, do you still dream about that house, Amanda? You know, actually, that's super interesting that you ask because I think that I'm alone in a lot of this, and most psychics don't experience this. But I don't typically dream. Oh. Okay. Okay. I know that's a lot okay. of uh, a lot of sensitives say that they have messages or people come to them in dreams and. I haven't experienced really any of that. Well, you did recently, not about your house, but something else you dreamed. I did. That that dream caught me off guard just because, one, I I had a dream, which I normally don't. But uh, later on, it turned out it it was a premonition where Mackie and I were filming. Um, The sequence of events that I had dreamt about started taking place in the room. And in my Mm. dream... Towards the end, uh, it definitely did not end well. We all know that doing what we do, there's that risk of possession and being attacked. And yeah. in, in my nightmare, that was exactly what had happened to Mackie or I. And I couldn't remember who it happened to, but I remembered the possession and I remembered one of us being physically hurt. And so when we were sitting in this room and I was being affected, you can see in uh, the video when I kind of start to go downhill. And I even tell Mackie, like, I'm sorry, I'm not talking. I'm I'm really trying to focus on, you know, you got a foot on either side of these of these worlds. So sometimes it's hard to keep yourself grounded in ours when you're trying to listen to the other side. And you can see me start to start to focus more on the other side than ours. And then the sequence of events that I had dreamt about starts happening. And I, before mm-hmm. one of the events happens, I say it's going to happen. And within that minute, it does. And because of that, I told Mackie, we need to stop. What's going to happen after this is not good. And we ended up packing our bags. But it is a tool. Dreams and premonitions are tools that psychics use and sensitives use to protect themselves or get messages across. And thankfully, in this time, that dream that I had was to protect Mackie and I. Yeah, yeah. And and I would would be willing to say, and and not to freak you out, so I'm going to say this as chill as I can, I would be willing to say that you consciously probably block out your dreams. There's a barrier there because 
if you were getting that much input, it might be a lot in your life. Yeah, I can definitely see that because I struggle. Sometimes spirit gives us a break. Like spirit comes in on a lot of ways and helps you. Like I've had so many surgeries in my life, and it, it always amazes me how like 12 hours before the surgery and counting down, you just start to get super mellow and serene. And I really believe that spirit kind of stepping in so that you don't, like, freak out and scream as you go. You know what I mean? You almost get, like, in a zen, almost a meditative state. And so spirit does different things in our conscious and our unconscious lives to make things easier for us, to sort of lessen the blow. And I, I think at this point in your life, if you were having crazy psychic dreams 10 a night, you would be so overwhelmed and so sleep-deprived that spirit's kind of giving you a break. Yeah, then I would really need that psychic support group you're planning on starting. Exactly. I want to start that group, yes. Psychic support group. Yeah, seriously. Um, yes. Um, yeah. Because, um, you know, we take on so much, right? We have to get yeah. a break in one way or another. And um, yeah. I, I'm so thankful that I can sleep. I know a lot of people have problems sleeping. That has never been my problem. Because sometimes when I, like the other night I had 15 clients, I stopped early in the morning, and then I slept for 12 hours. Like you need to recharge when you're doing energetic work, and that's whether you're doing psychic work or you're doing paranormal investigating, a lot of your energy is going out, and you need to make sure that it's charged. And sleeping is such a great way to recharge. And I think, Amanda, that if something was going to stop you from being able to sleep well, you wouldn't be able to recharge and you'd get so depleted. And I think spirit has just sort of said, you know what, we're just going to turn the dream button off for now. So maybe later we'll turn that back off. No, and that makes such perfect sense. Because when I, when I needed that dream, when I needed that information, you know, spirit provided me with it. They, they reminded me of what had happened. They, they let me know. And I say, I, I don't dream, but in that sense, I remembered my dream. Um, yeah, yeah I, I completely agree. And we all have different ways of recharging. I know for me, you're right. Sleep is definitely my safe place. And Mackie, for her, she grounds herself in, in elements, in the beach especially, like um, we've yeah. all talked to you about. Yep, get in the water. Yeah. It's a fantastic yeah. way to do it. Yeah. I do almost all of my creating in the water, like song ideas and, and re- ideas for projects and almost always come to me in a hot tub or in the shower. Something about water <laughs> just um, its such a spiritual conduit for me. But, yeah, it's extremely protective. Water will protect you always. And those of us yeah, that grew up in water towns, it's so important. Yeah, the second I go in the ocean, I've always said I just feel recharged when I get out. And then finding out, like, now with all this paranormal stuff, I've been told that it's actually – good way for me personally to recharge is just crazy how it's it actually it is yeah. a real thing what i've been saying <laughs> and to cleanse right all the salt it's wonderful to cleanse it's like taking a, a, a salt back every day it's like getting in a giant yeah, in, in the best best natural salt bath in the world <laughs> yeah how often do you get in the water how Mackie, how often say? do you get how often oh. do you get in the ocean? Literally every single day. There's, like, very few days that I miss. But I went for 
a week short of two years straight without missing a single day. Like, uh, like a year ago, I ended my streak because we were going somewhere. I, I think we are going to the Stanley Hotel, so I, it was a good reason to stop. But whenever, since I got back, I still go every single day unless there's a day here and there where we're filming somewhere not near the beach. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Amanda, you were going to say something? Oh, um, I completely lost my train of thought, but I'm on a new one, like always. I think it. I think okay. it's really. I think it's really crazy how strong these elements are in water, and I think about how our body is like we're electromag, like we're electromagnetic, basically. You know, yeah. we we have energy, and the Earth has energy. And I think about I've I've started to try and walk barefoot a lot. I read something recently that says the majority of people don't walk on the bare earth barefoot which is how you recharge and how you ground and you have that energy going from the earth into your body and back out of your other like back out of of your feet and people don't spend more than a few hours barefoot outside so I've been trying to follow in Mackie's lead uh not going (laughs) in the water every day because I'm a baby but walking barefoot on the sand or on the in the grass and trying to recharge myself that way Absolutely. It's tremendous grounding. I, you know, when I was growing up, um, <laughs> I felt like I'm a thousand. When I was growing up, when I was growing up, <laughs> there wasn't all this about how barefoot was bad for you. So we literally just always were barefoot. Like my best friend from high school, she, I don't think she goes to, I don't think she only wears flip-flops. I don't think I've ever seen her in real shoes. Maybe like once when she had to, um, like when she's going to like a concert, and they won't let her wear the flip-flops. Um, I am barefoot as much as I, I possibly can be, and I 100% always drive barefoot. I never drive with shoes on. I've always driven barefoot. And people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm taking off my shoes because we're driving. Uh, <laughs> I feel grounded in the car with no shoes on. And um, when I, I used to work too, in a studio, yeah. when I used to work in a studio <laughs> doing radio, I would take my shoes off. I'm sorry? Oh, I was just saying that's how I am, too. I used to literally never wear shoes, even, like, at the mall or the doctor's office or when I go to my hockey games, I'd walk around just barefoot until people started getting, like, a doctor stopped me in the mall, and he's like, you can't be barefoot, you're going to get staph infection. So I had to start wearing shoes more, but for the most part, I'm barefoot as much as I can. I mean, I don't want to be one of those people who's like, in my day, we just walked up. But honestly, I never wore shoes as a kid, and I never got a staph infection in my foot. So I think you got to be careful where you walk. But um, I just think it feels good to have your bare feet on the ground. I think think it feels good. And I think it's grounding is part of the most, one of the most important things when you're doing paranormal investigative work, right? You have to keep yourself grounded. So you don't wind up uh, getting possessed by a skateboard boy. Um, you want to make sure that you you stay grounded so nothing can get in. Do you have any um, Do you have any tips or tricks on how you stay grounded and clear yourself and your energy? You've been doing it longer than Mackie and I, and we're always looking for new tips and tricks. Um, I sleep. I mean, I'll put myself back to sleep. And sleep an extra hour if I feel like it, because I'm like I work hard and uh, I work hard paying bills. I can sleep an extra hour. Um, I, I also think it's very important to get on your own circadian rhythm. 
If you're not a morning person or you're not a night person, don't force yourself to be. You should be as much as you can in your own natural rhythm, and everybody's is different. Um, water, as much water as you think you should be drinking, drink twice that. Hydrating is a wonderful way to purify yourself for grounding. Um, I think everybody should wear something. I wear um, 12 charms over my solar plexus chakra. Every one of them was given to me by somebody I love or I, they have a, a certain spiritual significance to me. Um, there's a Celtic heart in the middle with my mom's ashes in it. And so um, it sits right on my solar plexus chakra, which is where you take in messages from spirit right in your gut. Uh, a couple of times when I've been hurt by spirit, I've been, like, punched in the solar plexus. So I protect it with these charms. Um, you know, a couple of times it still happens. Also in my home, because I do live on an Indian burial ground, and I don't want any uh, malarkey happening in the house, um, I have probably four or five salt lamps in every room. I have four or five selenite towers in every room, dozens of selenite wands everywhere. I have rooms for protection. I believe in living in a warded home so that no matter what happens outside, when I come back here, the house is already very warded, um, and I get more all the time. Uh, crystals, I think it's great to have crystals on you. Crystals are so magic, and it's so important to have crystals, especially to purify with with selenite and black tourmaline. Um, and also to think positively. It's so important to be a positive person and laugh and smile and do good things for people because, you know, positivity and negativity can't live in the same space. So the more positive you are, the less negativity can come at you. Um, it goes yeah. back to what we said at the beginning of the show, right? If you're in a location, say, you know, what ghost wanted to kick my ass? Well, what ghost are you going to get? You're going to get the ass-kicking ghost and not the nice ghost that wants to talk to you. And I think it's it's that way in life. And, you know, we found that, um, uh, you know, four of the best elements, they say, to avoid cancer is uh, hydrate, laugh, sleep, and de-stress. There we talk about, like, it's about exercise, it's about diet. Well, of course, those things factor in, but mostly what it's about is how positive are you and, and how much are you filling yourself up with water? And, and, and are, you, are you going down to take care of yourself? And, um, you know, uh, being up all night in a haunted house, you're depleting. The spirits are doing, you're wearing yourself down naturally. Then the spirits are also, even the good ones will pull from you because they need your energy. And it's so important to, um, it's so important to, uh, to to make sure that you, you replenish, you recharge your battery all the time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we say all the time when we're doing these investigations, and of course, sometimes there's nothing you can do about it, but we actually, uh, we tell spirits, you're, you can pull power from our batteries, you can drain our, our energy from our devices, but not from us. We actually ended up, we started bringing nine volt batteries along with us just to have and somebody recommended to uh, somebody recommended it to us one time just to allow the spirits to pull from that and not us but even even when you set your boundaries and you tell them where they can pull from sometimes they don't listen and you just can't help it and sometimes seeing them and communicating with them as you know just naturally depletes our energy yeah yeah Absolutely true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. 
even people, right? Living people all the time, every day deplete your energy. So you should be recharging the ground, protecting yourself just even from humans. Humans can be worse than demons. Um, you just you have to always be I'm sorry? Oh, I said so true. Right? You have to always be being good to yourself. And I think that that is so important. And, um, and and always going that extra mile, even when you're tired. You know, if somebody needs you, um, make a little effort. Try to make somebody feel better. Try to make somebody happy. Smile and say thank you. I mean, all of these things, um, do kindness for people. Uh, it, it just really changes who you are. And if you're going to be yeah. having the darkness up against you, and I really believe that once you've done the light work, like like I'm doing, like you two are doing, the darkness is always going to be sniffing around. And um, you're never going to be away from it. But you can keep it away from you as much as you can by staying in a place of positivity. And then you don't live in fear all the time that it's going to come and get you, right? For sure. It all goes back to you get back what you put in. And if you go in and you you say, hey, spirits, set this off, do this, I expect this from you, don't come near me, you know, the spirits are going to be like, well, I'm not going to deal with this person, like, I'm going to walk away, just like a rational person would, and that leaves the negative things there with the negative people who think, this is my kind of person, so you really, you get back what you put in, and as long as that's positivity and love and light, I think that you are in the best position to be doing the work that we're doing. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And and skepticism, and I believe that every true believer has to also be a good skeptic. But to just be irrationally skeptic, to walk into a house and say, I'm not going to see anything. This is all crap. This doesn't exist. And then walk out later saying, I didn't see a ghost. Well, I wonder why. I mean, seriously, I wonder why nobody approached you. So, you know, if you're going to be a skeptic, but you're going to be one of those weird skeptics that is always going out on investigation, then, you know what, you have to keep open to it. If you want to see something, if you want to feel something, if you want something to approach you, then then have an open mind, you know? I'm, yeah. I'm being visited by my loved who was reminding me that the thing I forgot to mention about how I protect myself is you have a cat. A cat? a cat is also a way to spiritually oh, protect my, yourself. My cat is no protection. My cat's the attacker. <laughs> really? My oh, she, yeah. Love Amanda, Amanda surprised me with this cat and is just out of control. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> it's the demon cat. She literally right. is. I know she's nice sometimes. You guys, are so, you guys are so terrific. This is like the fastest hour ever. But we uh, we have to do something else really soon, and I can't wait for you to meet my haunted doll. Thanks to you two, dolls have adopted me. Oh my I blame gosh. you guys for that. I blame you guys. I have three are all boys. Oh, my gosh. Dang. Well, we cannot wait to meet them. We definitely have to do an investigation at Newland House or anywhere yes. soon. But as always, thank you so much, Sheena, for having us on and 
letting us chat your ear off. We could do it for hours. Oh, my God, I loved it. Tell me where uh, where people can find each of you. Uh, well, um, we have you- our YouTube oh. Oh. Our YouTube channels, Mackie and Amanda, M-A-C-K-I-E and Amanda. And our Instagram is the same. And then individually, my Instagram is Mackie Albertson. And mine is also just my name. It's Amanda Ray Official. You guys are the best. I'm going to give you the iHeartRadio link tonight, and then um, I'll make sure to post it on social media where you can find it and and share it around. I know you guys love to do that. Thank you so much for being here. I adore you both, and we're going to make a plan for the Newland Center soon. All right. Sounds sounds good. Take care, my friends. The wonderful Matthew and Amanda, everybody. Great. Uh, If you missed that information, find me at SheenaMetalSpiritual.com for all of your psychic and spiritual and paranormal needs. That's where you find me. Also, you can, if you want to text me, I'm very accessible, 818-437-0886. And on social media, I'm everywhere, at SheenaMetal. That's Facebook, uh, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Until I see you next time, seek peace, live in love lead with kindness, embrace unity, always work to raise your vibration, and most importantly know that you are loved and you are loved and you're so loved by me. I'm Sheena Metal, and this is Haunted Playground on the Live Paranormal Radio Network and iHeartRadio.com. We're at hauntedplayground.com, and I'll see you all next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.